was the 80s. This fairy tale's about a mean brother. Well, g'day, this is Bluey's Brisbane, the podcast that dives deep into the world of Bluey, the real-life stuff that has given birth to our favourite healer family from Brisbane. My name's Justin Gay. Hope you're doing well. Lou Bromley, the sidekick, is right there. I'm dog-paddling beside you while you deep-dive into Bluey. We're off to the seaside today, aren't we? We are off to the seaside. We're chatting all things 1980s. You were there, I was there, we lived it. Yes. I can remember a few bits and pieces of it. <laughs> But we're talking about the episode Fairy Tale today. Jinx! Because um, I found out that there's this great exhibition that's just opened recently at Bribey Island, which is just north of Brisbane. Um, it's a great exhibition called the 80s Exhibition, um, which is on at the Bribey Island Seaside Museum, just north of Brizzy, and that's on until the end of February. So we thought a great opportunity to have a chat to Kerry Griffith, um, who's the head of Heritage and Museums for the Moreton Bay Regional Council, and has put that exhibition together um, and a bit bit of a shout out at the start to Michael from Bluey Locations the Instagram account who gave mm. us the heads up about this great 80s exhibition that's on now at the Bribey Island Seaside Museum a little bit later on we'll be talking to Kerry Griffith uh, who has put that exhibition together but Lou 80s what are some of your memories of that great decade that we grew up in Well, I think I've got to frame it first. I didn't grow up in Brisbane. Um, For me, like all my memories are the 80s. So I was born, I'm going to say, in a certain time of the 70s, but my primary schooling was all done in the 80s, that kind of thing. So to see um, Bandit on the cusp of being a tween himself, if you know what I mean, and like his uh, slightly older brothers and all that sort of stuff, and younger brothers for that matter, but... To see them as a family unit at the beach, that's what my school holidays looked like. So as the daughter of a teacher and a public servant, um, school holidays were the only time we could go on holidays. So that seven minutes of fairy tale is my childhood. There's so many nutshell moments that they have captured there. So as a North Queensland kid, uh, for me, seeing the – you were camped right on uh, the beach with the palm trees and the kiosk. Kids, do you want your fish battered or crumbed? Battered. Battered. What about you? Come on, speak up. Who wants crumbed? Okay. So we were the family that did the units or the cabins. We didn't have a caravan. I I have the vaguest memory of being a very young child uh, who did camping once with my parents as a family unit and it rained that whole weekend in Townsville and I just vaguely remember... This was pretty miserable and I do believe my mother, uh, with her perm, looking a lot like (laughs) Nana in that episode, put down the law and said, we are never doing this again. And it was cabins and units all the way. So for me, that location, I know there's a lot of speculation that it's uh, Mission Beach, which is an incredibly popular North Queensland location, cassowary territory, all those sorts of things. Um, But for me, it looks dead on like so many other seaside towns up in North Queensland. Mm. Uh, and for me, that's Horseshoe Bay, and that's near Bowen. Yapoon was another magical seaside place. And for me, being a Mackay girl, and I'm just going to flag if anyone's sitting there going, it's central Queensland, and she said she lived there. It was north Queensland in my day, and I hold on to that. It's my hill to die on. 
So there's a lot of changes too from being a kid. That's to me the 80s. Like we were always tropical sugarcane country. Uh, mangoes were something that you whinged about because there was just so many rotting on the ground. And then you live in Brisbane and <laughs> this time of year. Pay a fortune for them. And it's like, and go, oh, five bucks for that mango was worth it each, that kind of thing. And I still, even to this day as a seasoned adult, look at trays of mangoes and just think, oh, tell, almost tell them the dreaming for what you pay because your inner kid kicks in from North Queensland going, but you just pick mangoes up from for free, you know, from the three million trees that were always around you. Mm. BMX was huge where we were in Mackay. And CD players. I remember us getting a CD player and playing John Farnham, You're the Voice, over and over and over again. So, yeah, the 80s had some huge memories because it was the tech leap. There was some pretty iconic type of entertainment that dropped, like movies and TV shows. But also, I, for an 80s kid, I grew up on a lot of 70s TV because of regional Queensland reruns. Yeah. And I'm kind of looking at you going, you get that. You know, it's oh, the, I get go- that. the goodies, I get that. you know. The goodies, monkey magic. Monkey magic, yeah. Cartoons. The Afternoon Show with Michael Tun on ABC TV. Honey, yes, and and the masters of the universe. For me, it was also He-Man, Shearer, those cartoons yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday yep. morning, and you had to wake up on time to watch that sort of stuff. There was no streaming. <laughs> you missed it, gone. How about you? What was the eighties for you? I'd be out on my bike, my BMX with the high seat, you know, yep. all day. Mum and Dad didn't care where I was as long as I was home for dinner when the street lights came on which I guess is a lot of people's experience in the 80s. Um, but, you know, talking BMX, I just rode my bike all day. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. Did you have a helmet? No, I never wore a helmet. I hated the helmet. It was this stupid yellow thing. Yeah, yeah, yellow, wasn't it? That made me look like a mushroom. It yes. Was the worst. And there was such a huge campaign during the 80s. So I just love how they captured that, too, in this fairy tale episode. You yeah. rode without helmets and it's like, it, it was, was a wild, wild time. time. And it was, <laughs> but there was there were so many accidents that were happening um, with kids coming off their bikes and, yep. you know, brain injuries. You remember the campaign? Oh, yeah. Heroes wear helmets. Heroes wear helmets. Heroes wear helmets. Speaking of accidents on bikes, I can clearly remember I'd set up in my mind what was like the best jump ever. So out of a couple of bricks and a couple of old planks of wood, I'd made this awesome jump and then I'd had four of the neighbourhood kids lie down in front of the jump. Of course you did. And my mum came out the back door just in time to see me launch up the ramp (laughs) and I made it. I cleared all the kids because do you know what I did? I did a safety jump first. I was very responsible. Did a safety jump first. I put a couple of old tyres down to make sure I could clear them. And then I got the neighbourhood kids and I lay them down in front of the jump. (laughs) I can hear mum now as I went, you know, midair over the kids. No! (laughs) I got in so much trouble for that. What could go wrong? But it was a wild time. You did a a safety check. It was was a wild time. Who ate all the mini cereals? He did. Right, you get over here. <laughs> Gee, Nana was a bit mean. Yeah, it was the 80s. Mums were allowed to be mean. 
Well, look, the the reason we are chatting about the 80s on Bluey's Brisbane today is, of course, because there's a great exhibition underway up on Bribey Island. Now, Kerry Griffith is the Heritage and Museums Coordinator for the Moreton Bay Regional Council and is overseeing the 80s exhibition at the Bribey Island Seaside Museum. The 80s is part of the council's hot, hot, hot festival, which is celebrating arts and culture all summer long in the Moreton Bay region, which is just north of Brisbane. So, Kerry, thanks so much for chatting to us today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's great. I'm so excited to talk 80s with you today. I feel a little bit old talking 80s, and, you know, that's my childhood. You know, the Bluey episode fairy tale featured some really iconic things from my childhood in the 80s. I just thought it'd be fun to do a bit of a lightning round, so I thought I might throw out a few little things that popped up in that episode um, and just get your take uh, very briefly on each of those things. So to start off with, uh, trampolines with no nets. I remember spending many a day, like the whole day, just jumping on those trampolines with friends, usually more than one person at a time. So as um, as Bandit was saying, you know, wild, wild times. Yeah, my kids jump on the trampoline now and they just hurl into the nets. And I'm like, dudes, I couldn't do that when I was a kid. You'd go flying off, you'd land on the springs. Not good. All right, uh, number two, cassette tapes. What are your memories of cassettes? I remember, oh, do you, you know, getting the biro into that reel and yeah. winding it on or, you know, it'd spool out in the actual machine and you'd be retrieving it, trying to take those kinks out. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, that is my main memory of cassette tapes. Yeah, did you ever make like, you, you know, your greatest hits off the radio and you had to kind of time it up with the DJ? and? Oh, absolutely. And trying to get the start of the song without actually getting the DJ in there. And of course, knowing that's not what you were supposed to do, but every cassette uh, machine came with that record button. And that's exactly what we did. Okay, Carrie, continuing with the lightning round, BMX or skateboard, do you have a preference back in the 80s? Yeah, look, probably not so much. I do remember taking um, BMX bikes up um, like a just a bushland area that we had a creek near home and we'd go riding through that area. But I was a much bigger skater, so I remember doing the skids on the skates and oh, that yeah, sort and of thing. Oh, yeah, the and the ollies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Had a ball. Yeah, fantastic. And no helmets, no knee pads, right? Oh, never. No. No. Restricted your movements too much, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It was a wild time, the 80s. Um, What about 80s beach holidays? Because, of course, fairy tale features that beautiful, it looks like northern Queensland that the healers go to. Was there an 80s beach holiday uh, in your childhood that you remember? Yeah, quite a few. Do you um, remember in that episode where I think it was Bingo jumped in because Bandit was going to the toilet block by himself or something? And it was like, oh, it was wild, wild times. I actually remember just being with a friend. We were just sort of out and about coming back from the beach and this huge red-bellied black snake just slithered across the path in front of us. It was just the two of us. We were just kids, you know, but we'd been drilled on that sort of thing. I think you actually listened because you spent so much time without that parental supervision. So it was kind of like, you know, we just hung back and it just sort of went into the bushland. But it really came to mind when they were talking about those sorts of things. It was so much fun at the beach, yeah. Okay, arcade games. Kerry, where was your favourite place to play them? The milk bar or the fish and chip shop? Yeah, you know what? Um, I mentioned before I was a skater in the skating rink that I worked at. 
we actually had those arcade games as well as pool tables, as well as the skating rink itself. So that's my biggest memory of them. But I do remember them in other places as well. And just spending that time, you know, hanging around for an afternoon, playing the games, really nice way to while away a bit of time, meet people, have a chat, get behind your friends, you know, high school, yep. that sort of thing. It was great. Um, now, the next one is mini cereal boxes. Of course, Nana comes out and she says, you know, who's eating all the mini cereals? Did you guys eat mini cereals when you were on holidays? Absolutely. Wasn't that like one of the best things when you went on yeah, beach absolutely. holidays? Having the mini cereals. I think it was like the Sultana brand was always the last one to be eaten. Yeah. <laughs> I used to like try and open the next box of mini cereals without going to that yeah. one. That's my memory of staying in motels too in the 80s, the little mini cereals. Yeah, they were just great. And it was, yeah. you get to taste things that you probably would never buy a huge box of. You know? It was just something a bit different. Last one on the list, perms. Did you have a perm in the 80s or was that just the domain of the mums? Ah, that was really funny because I've got naturally really curly hair and I still got a perm on top of the curl, um, which was really funny. I, d I don't even know why I did it, I think, because everyone else was. Um, but, yeah, definitely went down the perm route. Everyone did, didn't they? It's like huge. Nana was right. Not about a perm, but about me. I hadn't been a very good brother to Stripe. Fairy Tale was such a trip down memory lane. And uh, you, as part of the Hot, Hot, Hot Festival, have got this fantastic 80s exhibition happening at the Bribie Island Seaside Museum. So when you were planning, you know, the, the museum exhibition and the festival, why the 1980s? Where did this idea for an 80s exhibition come from? I think um, one of the misconceptions about museums is that we only ever showcase, you know, the really old stuff. So this was a way for us to dip into something that was old enough that there were special memories and some people were learning information for the first time, um, but still young enough that, you know, it was within living memory and people could reminisce share stories with, you know, parents with their children and that mm. sort of thing. So it just seemed like a great idea to bring everyone together. Plus, like, you know, the 80s is so big and bold and colourful. Um, it was that time of excess for most of the 80s. And, yeah, there were some more serious moments in there, of course. You know, there were a lot of firsts in there that we yeah. wanted to capture as well. So, you know, at the end of the day, it was just seemed like a natural thing to do. For Brisbane too, I feel like kind of maybe Brisbane came of age in the 80s. Of course, you had the Commonwealth Games right at the start of the 80s there in 82, but then I feel like the real defining moment for Brisbane in the 80s was World Expo 88. And I've got great memories of, you know, visiting that as a 12-year-old kid. Did, did you head along to Expo 88? I did, and I didn't live in Brisbane at the time either. I, I lived further north, up in Rockhampton, um, but we made the trip down for a couple of weekends and went to Expo 88. Um, had a great time. Never got to see the China exhibition because the lines were just so long and we were only there for, you know, like one and a half days or something. Um, the thing I really liked about that time too was the awakening and the fact, you know, part of those 1988 bicentennial celebrations actually brought to the fore, um, I guess, you know, a, looking at it again as to, you know, what is our national identity and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander rights coming to the fore. And I just felt mm. that was a real time for us to mature a little bit as, as an Australian society too. So, you mm, know, absolutely. all those great memories, but also that you know, growing up a little bit 
which I thought was wonderful. Okay, Kerry, what can people expect from the exhibition at the Seaside Museum on Bribie Island? Well, it is big and bright and colourful and there's lots of things to do. It's definitely um, a family affair, but it caters to anyone who has an interest in that era. Um, like we've got a small arcade area where you can sit down at one of the old arcade video game um, setups and I think there's something like 60 to 80 games to choose from but you know things like Pac-Man and Space Invader and Donkey Kong yeah. all the big favourites yeah, yeah. Um, something a little bit more contemporary still like 1980s focused is we've got speed cubing so the old Rubik's Cube, wow. you know how that's evolved into yeah. quite a following now with the speed cubers. And we found um, a young champion, quite local. His name's Charlie. He's only 14 and he can do a cube in just over seven seconds. Amazing. So, yeah, he donated some time to us and um, we filmed him doing the challenge uh, blindfolded and then not blindfolded and you can actually challenge him in that digital setting he came along to the opening that was a fantastic thing to do I don't think I could do a Rubik's Cube in seven hours I know yeah, I can actually my claim to fame is I can get one out but yeah seven seconds is beyond me I think that's like my first two turns you know it's amazing <laughs> just take the stickers off and rearrange them is my trick I think yeah exactly um, is there is there a favorite item in the exhibition that really screams 80s to you Oh, let me have a think. It's probably the formal way because we have a really big textiles collection as part of the Moreton Bay uh, Heritage Collection. And, of course, we're always trying to show things from that. Um, so, yeah, the blue formal dress is just amazing. Typically 80s, you know, big sleeves, big collar. I think it's taffeta, you know, it's like it's just big all round, electric blue. You know, what more can you ask for? Um, Amazing. So that would be my favourite piece in the actual collection and, and what's on show. Um, but you can make up your own outfit. Like we've got dress-ups and we've got um, a couple of those, you know, the uh, the hole in the board photo opportunity sort of set up. Um, yeah. It's called a lot of different things. Uh, so we, we've set those up almost like paper dolls. So they're set up for kids and adults. You can uh, choose the hairstyle, choose the outfit, and then, you know, stick your head through and get your photo taken, which I think is like a, a typical seaside thing to do for me. And the fact that Bribie's right on the beach, um, yeah. it's just such a perfect fit, I feel. And, and people are having a ball with it. Now, the exhibition is not just confined to the museum, but you're also put together an accompanying 80s playlist on Spotify. Was that really fun getting to play DJ and curate the playlist? Oh, it was. we had a great time internally with that and actually had some help from our communications and, and media team within cultural services. So they helped us put that together. Um, and it does, it extends the experience outside the walls of the museum and starts to either before or after, you know, it's that time to reminisce or explore something new. Um, there, there's just so much to choose from. So trying to cull that back down was, um, yeah, a bit of a process, um, but we think we got it down to a nice representation, you know, where there's a little bit for everyone. Well, look, thank you so much for taking a bit of a trip down memory lane and, you know, reminiscing about all things 80s. The 80s exhibition is on at the Bribie Island Seaside Museum till the end of February. Thank you so much, Kerry, for the chat. Thanks. It's been great. Thank you. All right, Justin, I... 
I feel I should have asked you this before we started, you know, the podcast way back in ancient history of 2020. Because um, I think these are deal breaker questions when you're meeting someone. Fish and chips, yeah. crumbed or battered for you? Do you know what? I never really liked the fish anyway. I always had a what? potato scallop. Uh, with your chips? <laughs> yeah, with my chips. I just bypassed the fish. Just bypassed it. Potato scallop. All the I way. wasn't expecting a third option there. I just thought, you know, there's, there's in a game of two and you just went, actually, it's three. I had to laugh about Bandit hating crumbed and he couldn't talk because for me, I didn't like battered. Um, I was crumbed all the way and still am with fish yeah, and right. chips. I, yep. If I'm going to have it now, it'd be battered. Kids, keep it down. What do you want, Stripe? Uh, Brad, uh, Gerald, uh, whatever your name is. There's so many things about that episode where I thought they're, they're still here. Uh, as parents, I think we're all very keen to make sure that experience, the feeling of that experience still happens. I mean, recently we took our vintage caravan on its maid voyage. So it's almost, actually it's older than the adults in the house. <laughs> the caravan's the oldest resident of this house. And we took it to a caravan park and we saw so much of what was in fairy tale in 2022 uh, summer. I mean, mm. there was the yabby pumps and the fishing. We watched some dads and their kids out there doing exactly what Bob was doing. Um, now, just on that, that mm. is like a defining moment of the 80s for me when that image popped yep. up with yep. Bob in the footy shorts, yabby pump in hand, yes. eye on the mud flats. That was my dad in 1985. Clear as the day, I remember that we would go, we would go on fishing trips with my uncle and my uh, my cousin up to Inskip Point. For all those who don't know Inskip Point, it's like the last little bit of mainland before you go across to uh, Fraser Island or Kagari, as it's now yep. uh, referred to more uh, commonly. But yeah, out on the mud flats behind Inskip Point with the yabby pump pumping away. And look, the yabbies might have been the only thing you caught that day. <laughs> Let's frame this. <laughs> yeah. It was for us. You know what I call this? I call it a good start. How do I jinx it so none of you can talk? Dad! Is it like this? Well, one of the really cool Easter eggs that pops up in this scene with Bob and his yabby pump is when he runs through the names of the kids, but then there's one name that's definitely the odd one out. What do you want, Stripe? Uh, Brad, uh, Gerald, uh, whatever your name is. So where did Gerald come from? Now, most of you would know that Bandit's voice actor, Dave McCormack, plays in the band Custard. And back in the 80s, they had a very different name when they started out. In fact, I'll let Dave tell you all about it himself. So the Brisbane scene started for me when I went to Queensland University in 1986. And the student union had a rehearsal space with a vocal PA. So... Myself and Paul Majew, who's a bass player from Custard, and a couple of other people started a band called Who's Gerald. And we'd play lunchtime uni gigs and maybe at a venue in the valley. So there you go. In the early days of Custard, they were known as Who's Gerald. It's a pretty cool little Easter egg in fairy tale, and not one I've seen discussed before. I don't think it's any coincidence that the name Gerald has popped up along with Rad and Stripe. And if you want to listen to that full chat with Dave McCormack, aka Bandit from Custard and Who's Gerald, just go back through our episodes in your podcast feed and you'll see it there. I was on my way to the shower block to clean my teeth. By yourself? It was the 80s. When you're at the local fish shop, because that's, you know, where I was playing the arcade games, I'm talking 
take all your savings in 20 cent coins because that's yep. what you're you know, paying back there to pay to play um, yep. and make it last because you only got to play for as long as your fish and chip order was <laughs> cooking, then you were good to yep. go. And you sat at those games um, on plastic stools because Frogger, um, yeah, I Space played Frogger. Invaders. Yeah. Frogger was huge with me, loved yeah. Frogger. Space Invaders were big with us too. It was Frogger or Space Invaders at the fish shop, so you got whatever wasn't being played when you walked in, yeah. And there were those certain stools that you had to sit on too, though, kind of like an hourglass kind of shape. Yeah, the remember plastic them? ones. Skinny in the yeah. middle, wide at the top and the bottom. Like a chess piece kind of thing. Yeah. And they're now sought after by, you know, as vintage. Um, and yet I just think it's such a fish shop aesthetic every time I see those things. Yeah, um, yep. You can smell those stools. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> the fatty vapours coming out of the deep fryers. Oh, good skid, Brad. You can't skid, Stripe. Yes, I can. No, you can't. And just on the side, I mean, I love the little nod to Nicole Kidman's movie BMX Bandits. We've got Bandit. On his BMX, that was my first ever movie that I saw on the big screen in the 80s. Oh, delightful. Um, at the dri- at the drive-in, of course, at the drive-in. And then after you saw the movie, you'd try and emulate all the stuff you'd seen all the in the movie on your, you know, riding down the stairs and doing the jumps and all that kind of stuff. I think we're all trying to emulate the spiral perm that Nicole, you know, rocked. And I think Nadine Garner was also in that movie. And that their hair was a vibe like that was so yeah. popular for years after that movie in australia set a benchmark for fashion hair and you know clothing yeah and what kids did in their pastime and we might pop this up on the socials but of course the the movie poster that um ludo studio did for uh the episode fairy tale was of course a, a reimagining of the bmx bandits original theatrical movie poster but i just loved the throwback to bmx bandits in that in that design it was awesome Oh, yeah. For what they managed to capture in eight minutes uh, about what that childhood was like for so many of us was incredible. Mm. And, in fact, there's just so many little nuggets. Um, Yep. What they're playing on the arcade game, that's a specific reference, I think, to Double Dragon, which was something that the Brum brothers had, um, let's say, lively debates over um, growing up. And I know that Dan Brum talked about Double Dragon on his socials after that episode dropped. Uh, And, like, I'm just back. I could hear that. You just say the words Double Dragon. You can hear the sound effects of that um, computer game. Even if you didn't play Double Dragon, it doesn't matter. If it's Frogger, Space Invaders, insert other arcade game here. Um, They captured everything. You can smell it, you can play it, you can hear it, that episode. There's just so many great little moments. Um, Mm. Yeah, my childhood was in eight minutes uh, and I loved it. I, I think I fist pumped the air so many times in that and just laughed raucously out loud because, yeah, yeah. I think I enjoyed it far more than my kids um, because I saw me on screen. Justin, I want to throw it out there to all our listeners. If you've got a great memory of the 80s where you were watching Fairy Tale and you were having that moment of, oh my God, that's me right there on screen, we want to hear it. Can you share those on our socials? Um, Tell us what some of your memories are. Maybe you're a North Queensland kid. Maybe it's just even the vibe and the holidays and you remember your mum's perm. 
I'd love to hear those sort of stories too about what really resonated for you when watching Fairy Tale. Well, g'day everyone. This is Bluey's Brisbane, the podcast that dives deep. Deep dives? Dives deep? Doesn't matter. We dive into something. <laughs> All right, start it again. <laughs> Talk about being a bit dusty, getting the cobwebs <laughs> from the from the brain. Holy cow.